0: Hi, it's Jackie Cation, and you are listening to The Dork Forest. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you like a determiner. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com, and Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song, with his wife, Sarah. He composed it and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to the dorks forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off and no harm, no foul. If ever bored, JackieCacia.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCacia.com, and there is a PayPal button on both workforest.com and Jackie And there's Venmo if you like Venmo, Jackie Hyphen oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to dorkforest.bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a a, a lot of ones that are free from pre-2009 when I started pre-recording. And uh, then there's uh, live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand-up. There's a story uh, album that's very exciting there. And um, other than that... I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD. And uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation here, uh, talking to Andy Main. I've never had her on The Dork Forest. I have no idea why that's true, because uh, you're made for the show, Andy Main. Well played. Are you calling me a dork? <laughs> I am. I am. And it is the highest honor when you come on The Dork Forest, and I say that you should have been on earlier.
1: Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> Andy I'm Main, proud. by the way, it's at Andy Main on everything, A-N-D-I-E-M-A-I-N, Colorado comic now, Pacific Northwest, I think, when we met, right? Yeah. Portland born and raised. That's it. And um, you have an album that came out a year ago just now called Magpie uh-huh. on Blonde Medicine Records. I do. Magpie is the name of the album. You guys are going to want to find it. You've, you've got a podcast that I've been on twice. And it's a, a PETA podcast, except for PETA stands for what? PETA, in this case, stands for people enjoying
1: terrible accidents. And it's <laughs> yes. it's a podcast where vegetarians... Make fun of people who have been murdered by animals. I'm just pro-vegetable, and I've been
0: on twice, so <laughs> I am not a vegetarian. Yeah, but, I'm uh, a vegetarian, so that takes the pressure off of everyone else. Exactly. There's at least yeah. one vegetarian that that it's like it's like a it it makes it a a meeting of vegetarians. If one yeah. vegetarian is indeed currently active I don't so, know what the
1: collective noun is for vegetarians Maybe <laughs> it's like a rutabaga of vegetarians
0: me neither <laughs> and you said that uh you were part of you 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 helped uh at least financially or you invested a little bit time and energy to the comedy fort which is a brand new comedy club in Colorado mm-hmm. and um, what, it's in Fort Collins right because it's a comedy fort Yep,
1: yeah, comedy fort Fort Collins um When I moved from Portland to Denver, um, I sold my house and I had exactly enough leftover cash to uh, invest in a comedy club. And I was like, I moved out to Denver for comedy because the
0: the best in the world. My God, that feels like such a stand up comic thing to do. (laughs) I have this nest egg. Oh, you want to start a comedy club? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let me give it to you. Exactly. I was like, Let's holy pre-. hilarity. Yeah. I mean, I hope they book me to perform there.
0: I, did do that. <laughs> I was booked to perform there in March. I will not be going because I, um, Aaron Jackson today defined it on Instagram. Aaron Jackson, one of the great comics of the world, has been on this program, needs to be back on again. Uh, defines it as a vaccine envy. I have vaccine envy. I need to be vaccinated before I do stand-up comedy again. I would like you all to be vaccinated before you see stand-up comedy again. Uh, This is just my dream of us all not dying or having a hard time breathing for the next 30 years. So, In the
1: the current reality of who's vaccinated, if we only did perform for those who were vaccinated, we
0: would just be doing old folks' homes. (laughs) uh, Oh, my gosh. That's so true. How great would that be, though? Um, It kind of... Oh, my gosh. I have to write that down, because uh, that <laughs> is something I want to talk to Laurie about. Uh, oh, Lori, I have another podcast, you guys, Jackie Laurie Show. Uh, perform for the vaccinated, <laughs> nurses and olds. <laughs> That's it. Just the olds and and the uh, uh, yeah and nurses and teachers, um, which would be an amazing. I mean, I once did a show, and I don't know, now they're going to hear it twice if they listen to Jackie and Laurie, because I once did a show for a group of elderly people, and I was a fourth, and some woman grabbed me before I went on stage. I was waiting to be introduced. She grabbed me in the way that I'm looking forward to when I get old, which is this sort of claw that'll (laughs) just grab onto a person's wrist, and it is a death grip. And And is it cold? It was a little chilly, a little clammy, and she grabbed my, my wrist and she goes, speak louder and slower, and she grabbed my wrist. <laughs> so she, she's not wrong, I was like, I, I see why you would want that, and uh, but he, let's talk about your dorkdom, which I think is important that we get into, which is something something i do not know anything about and it is orcas my friend orca orca whales yeah they, um
1: they are a whale they're a dolphin they're oh. the biggest dolphin but they they call them whales just right they're
0: called orca huge. whales but a dolphin's a are whales mammals
1: yeah whales and dolphins they're all, all part of the species that i i don't know if it's species it's the, cetacean cetacean is their genus i okay. think okay okay yeah. nice <laughs> um the closest related land animal of any of these mammals is the hippo, which is very weird.
0: Ah, uh, the hippo, a terrifying animal. Yeah. Uh, that will One of kill you fatal. in a heartbeat and they have bad eyesight. So uh, their judgment of who to kill is entirely arbitrary. They're vegetarian I, and they just kill for fun. <laughs> right. They just, I once got to feed a hippo at the LA zoo And what it was is you would throw uh, a Waldorf salad, sans nuts, into the face of a hippo. And the the zookeeper said, do not fall into the hippo cage because you will die. And you will end up on my podcast. Right. And she said, do not fall into the hippo uh, cage because you will die. And I cannot help you because if I tried to help you, I would die. So do not fall into the hippo cage. (laughs) But you threw cabbages and apples. So it was oh, like Pallendorf, wow. but no nuts, no nuts. Did, did they like have their jaws open waiting for it? Um, I think so. There was like, I think they have a good sense of smell. Mm-hmm. And I was standing close enough that they could smell the the foods. And so open a mouth toss uh and then into the maw of a hippo and then chomp 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 and then then we continued and it was actually quite it was a little disappointing i felt because we did it sort of in front of uh it was during zoo hours so kids were there too and kids were like can i feed the hippo and i thought you should let a kid feed this fucking hippo. Why do I get to, I mean, I that I'm not psyched to feed a hippo, but uh, how much more psyched would a nine-year-old or a seven-year-old who might fall in and die? Uh, and that's what the zookeeper told me, the zoo lady. Yeah. He was like, I can't uh, risk, I have to risk someone in their forties. i was like fair enough enough." um
1: i've never fed a hippo i've only seen them at the zoo um and the one time i was at the zoo once with my best friend we were on shrooms uh which was a horrible horrible idea wow Um, i was in my wildlife
0: and shrooms
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, let's go watch animals being trapped on the drug that gives you the most empathy of any drug. Right.
0: Um, right. (laughs)
1: And that makes you think. Yeah. Uh,
0: About the injustices of the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we were at the hippo exhibit and there were zebras with the hippos. I guess they get along. Maybe they're buddies. But Mm. my friend was like, you know what? Zebras are stupid. And (gasps) right at that moment, a zebra fell over. Oh, wow just like a thump with like a, a, a plume of dust in the air. <laughs> my friend killed a zebra with his shroom brain.
0: Yeah, his shroom brain was a little judgmental, it turns out, <laughs> yeah. what a judgmental shroom brain. It's supposed to open you up. Last time I did shrooms, this had to be 1990, uh, quite some time ago. And uh, I was lying on a gravel driveway on Cape Cod with my friend, Shauna and i said something about the sky and she said no 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 you're thinking don't think i don't want to i don't want to have a have a shroom think i want to have a shroom fun okay i don't want to have the big essentially she didn't want to have the big conversation she wanted to just laugh
1: oh okay around.
0: so she was like we have to go uh and now wander around and what did we do we ran into somebody's parents that's what you do ah! that's what you do when you're you're on drugs and you haven't really planned it correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Don't do drugs. Get dum dum. let's talk orcas. They're let's do okay. It. They're a mammal. They're uh, they're a whale sort of thing. A whale. Mm-hmm. They're giant.
1: They're they reach up to like 33 feet long and the males live to be in their sixties, but the females live to be in their nineties.
0: Oh. Yeah. And how, how long are they fertile do you know with oh the um orcas
1: i think you know or do they just question. spend the last
0: 30 years just sort of chilling psyched
1: <laughs> they do go through menopause i learned that today whoa what yeah yeah they're one of three animals besides humans i think it's humans and then i don't remember the other animal i'm guessing apes
0: that's amazing they, yeah. go, they go through the weird change uh, the uh, the Terrigen mists man that's <laughs> wild they go yeah. through the big change they do
1: when um in their I'm guessing in their 60s I mean i'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that orcas have the exact same age <laughs> sort of um transitions in life that humans do you know like when you're 50 you start noticing that things change.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh my god I love the idea that orc or female orcas lady orcas they're born right around 13 they really just start get they get a little moody like you do <laughs> same same with the boys but the boys get silent and the girls get kind of grumpy and uh, these are vast generalizations by the way and I'd like to acknowledge that and then we're scientists we're scientists and comedians yeah. and it's important. <laughs> To make generalizations <laughs> uh, but it's uh it's funny uh wow okay so um when what did what did you learn about orcas about the mating of orcas I, that this is kind of what i'm interested in just because of their age difference oh
1: about like how the men the males die earlier yeah um well i think that the reason that the orca societies are they're matriarchal um it's like the grandma runs everything and she actually tells the males who they can mate with and who they can't. Oh. Um, and some males stay within that pod for their whole lives, being controlled by their mothers. Oh <laughs> and, then, and then others um go off and do their own thing and kind of create their own pods. Um, when you were talking about like adolescence in orcas, um, it happens with dolphins too, where like when the males reach adolescence they do become super rowdy and super feisty and aggressive um and right now in spain um in portugal like in that part of the ocean there is a population of resident orcas who are
0: actively attacking yachts oh concerted actively like it's like 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 a herd like a like it's a wolf three pack? adolescent males who are um going yeah, like, after the. we are fucking done with you people
1: <laughs> yeah they're done um oh, and that's one of awesome. them, it's so cool um and it's great that it's the yachts it's not like <laughs> <laughs> the fishing boats that's weird good yeah. for them yeah i'm happy for him but um so this has been happening over since summertime and um, they're not there that Spain is not allowing people with boats that are less than 55 feet long to travel through this area anymore. Um, because they're, they're
0: just- are, are the adolescents already 33 feet long? Are they pretty much fully grown, but Ooh. just young?
1: Um, no, they're a little bit tinier. Um, I've seen them in the wild um, and I don't I think they reached like full height or whatever. Well, it's interesting, and I'll bring this up later too. Um, because I wanted to talk about Keiko, the whale from Free Willy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because yeah. that was an orca. Yeah, he was an orca. Um, and he like when he moved from his tank in Mexico, they they tried to rehabilitate him and put him in Oregon, um, in Newport. And um they constructed like an entirely new tank for him. That had like fresh or, I mean, salt water and like actual ocean water rather than like just, I don't know, whatever they were. In
0: Mortons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A terrible <laughs> idea. Someone just yeah. pouring, just emptying salt packets. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was being treated horribly. He wasn't being treated horribly in Mexico. It's just that they didn't have the right technology for him. They loved him there. But, um, when he moved to Oregon and lived there for like two years, he actually grew an entire foot and gained a thousand pounds and his fins even grew like six inches longer just because like, yeah. Um, just because he was able to like thrive a lot more in those conditions.
0: So that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, as, as. So I'm assuming I'm just gonna go ahead and treat it like the life cycle of humans yes, uh, when, you're that's like, awesome. <laughs> when you're like 15 you're as tall as you're gonna get okay, <laughs> okay. And you, you,
0: you you might grow another inch and a half so in their case maybe a foot but um, yeah. but not but that's gonna be some weird spurt when you're 20.
1: Yeah yeah um, so yeah these these orcas in Portugal, um, they're like, they can't tell if the scientists can't tell if they're playing with the boats or if they're deliberately attacking them, but there's okay. been like 40 attacks in the last summer and I'm 40, just, uh, 40. Yeah. Wow. And they're always going for the rudder, which is the bottom of the boat. It's the part that looks kind of like this. And it also looks kind of like a dorsal fin. just Yeah. Just right there.
0: So yeah.
1: I don't know if that's but it's any- three of-
0: male adolescents that are yeah. hanging out. Going, see that? See that dorsal? Let's go, let's go screw with that.
1: You're like, yeah. It reminds me of like, you know, teenage boys hot wiring cars or something.
0: Right, right. It's so weird. Now. Okay. So what do you want to, I have questions about orcas and some of them okay. are sad. Sure. Do the Japanese eat orcas. That is no. my only said. Is anybody eating an orca?
1: Um, I, I bet that like natives in the Arctic or in, I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: maybe, the, maybe the Inuits, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cause that's my other question is their, their path. Are they Pacific animals or are they Atlantic animals? They sound like they're, Atlantic. They're or, in every ocean, Jackie. Every ocean.
1: Every ocean. They and, spread out. Oh Yeah. And there's migrant whales, which um, you know they migrate, and then there's whales that just stay home.
0: Um, and orcas are both kinds. There's two. There's there's orcas that just stay home, and there's orcas that, that migrate.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's two different types. And with the migrant whales, they're the ones that are insane. The the tra- the ones they they're the ones that'll eat sharks and um, other whales. Like they they, pack, they hunt in packs they coordinate all of it they're able to talk to each other telepathically K- jackie no no not not radar yeah.
0: telepathically
1: telepathically like there's a theory that wh- i mean if you look at a whale brain and um i've looked at pictures of them the way that you can tell how intelligent an animal is is based on like the the ridges and the like the shapes in the brain i don't know the bumpiness is that making sense okay like you either have a smooth brain like a cat where you have a very <laughs> <laughs> or you have a very complicated bumpy brain with lots of texture in it and orcas have a very textured brain and the theory about like why whales will sometimes beach you know um like pilot whales for instance beach a lot it's because one whale in that herd is sick and so then the whales because they're all like interconnected telepathically they all think they're sick
0: wow
1: yeah it's kind of like the borg
0: yeah it's very much i mean if that's if it's a hive mind yeah Like if they have a crazy ass hive mind that's banana land uh wow so but they but orcas are carnivores yeah they there's no there
1: there's no vegetables in their world, no, (laughs) no, no seaweed at all.
0: It's all just meat, meat, meat. And it's, uh, and fish is on the, uh, but they will, they eat dolphins. Um, I don't know about them eating dolphins. I know that
1: they eat like, Oh man. Okay. So gray whales, um, are a target of the transient populations because like they will hunt a gray whales, baby, for like 16 hours. And it's just this insane production of them trying to drown a baby whale that's the size of a car. Wow. (laughs) And um, then they only eat the tongue. That's all, they don't eat the rest of the body. They spend all of that time and energy just eat a baby whale tongue.
0: (laughs) And if there's a herd of them, I mean, granted, how big is a baby? Is a gray whale bigger than an orca? Oh yeah. Um, gray whales are like, I would estimate. Are they the largest, they might be the largest mammal on the planet, right? Blue whales are. Blue whales are. I knew it was a whale. I knew the color in the name. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, but gray whales are enormous. So a baby whale's tongue might be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Might be enough for a family of uh, four orca transient orca whales. Like 15. I'm guessing oh, in a they, pack? 15 in a pack. In a pod,
1: in actually, a pod. if we're gonna be scientists
0: about it, yes. <laughs> well, for the love of God, let's be scientific. And <laughs> but what? That's that's almost human in its diabolical disgustingness. <laughs> for 15 of these orcas to try to kill a baby just for its tongue? Yeah. That feels super sentient. Are they real smart? Oh yeah. They're um they're
1: as Smart as a do- um, like they're up there with chimps and dogs. I, I think dogs are smart. I don't know. They do problem <laughs> solving, um, they use tools. Oh my god, Jackie, each pod of whales has its own language, and like, whoa, like they, 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 other pods can talk to each other, you yeah. know, but like there's accents and individual vocalizations that are unique to every pod. Okay. Um, and so they were able to figure this out. Like they do, I, I was watching a documentary about Keiko because um, let's tell the whole story of Keiko. Um,
0: okay. Wait, it's so wait a minute. But there's like a common speech between the two, between orcas, but they have a, a lingo for each pod.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, like when they were trying to find, so what they did with Keiko is um, after Free Willy came out, um the producers warner brothers and the producers of the movie were like we can't just send this whale back to its sad ass (laughs)
0: tank right we just told the story of how this (laughs) whale escaped and lived a free life let's go put it back in a can no yeah so they couldn't do it they and
1: um yeah and uh, children around the world (laughs) led the rally cry (laughs) um oh yeah yeah um, I mean, I was at the perfect age when this came out. When Free Willy came out, like I was the target demographic. What know? year did
0: Free Willy come out?
1: Like ninety three. Okay. I was thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You're gonna have a lot of rage. A lot of you're developing <laughs> empathy, uh, trying to reject it, but it's all being channeled into, into <laughs> wildlife.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> you know how people like some women are horse girls when they when
0: they're growing yeah. up. Yeah, I was a whale girl. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was horse and dog crazy. I was horse and dog crazy uh, probably until I was about twelve, and then I became Civil War crazy. I was a weird <laughs> child. <laughs> Civil War crazy. Yeah, nonfiction and historical fiction about Civil War as long as the arm, as long as the eye could see. Anyway,
1: that's amazing. Um, so yeah, like when when Free Willy wrapped. They're like, well, we can't just make this whale go back to this horrible, squalid tank. Um, they started investing money in building um, a tank in Oregon to uh, to to get him more rehabilitated. They wanted a more natural atmosphere and setting. Um, and so, you know, what's stupid is that I was only like three hours away from Keiko and growing up in Portland, <laughs> right? And I right. never saw him. Isn't that stupid? Well, that's weird. Uh,
0: did your parents know that he was there? Did you know he was there? Did you ever plan yeah. something? Yeah, I don't did know. You never no? okay. I did you
1: ask? No? I did. Yeah, of course I you know. did. <laughs>
0: well, was three alone. hours is a bit of a haul, so.
1: Yeah, it's worth it to see an orca. I've seen him in the wild, though, and I'd much rather see a whale in the wild than in a tank. Um, right. so Yeah. Um, so, then they, like, after the, while the tank is being constructed... Um, they have to figure out the logistics of moving this giant-ass whale from Mexico to Oregon.
0: Mexico West Coast? Mexico East Coast? Um, I Suez Canal? Coast. What's happening?
1: <laughs> they used UPS. They used the <laughs> <a> UPS plane. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They used, Did they? Yeah. What? United Postal Service moved a freaking whale.
0: Wow. <laughs> parcel service and okay uh, (laughs) i only say that because stamps.com is now trying to get me to use ups as well as the usps and i'm like no i would like the usps to continue to exist and but ups was what what they used to transport this whale
1: Mm -hmm. and um they they had to train the whale to get ready to go on the plane um They because like they had to put they have to put them in a giant harness and then this whale's just like being held up
0: in the air in a harness and that's just so sad you know like that seems like right it's not like you can hand the whale an iPad and try to just go hey if you could you know just chill out it's a six hour flight it was Um, a
1: fourteen hour flight (laughs) fourteen hour flight yeah out of water and so they were moisturizing him the whole time like in photos of this um like heavy white cream oh cream yeah like (laughs) he was so he he had the oil of olay he had the skin of
0: a Um, young woman a a, a much younger orca
1: (laughs) yeah um So then when he landed in Oregon, um, the town went crazy. Newport went nuts. There's like footage of him being driven um, through the streets and everyone's just clapping. It's like (laughs) like a parade. Yeah, yeah, it was a parade for this poor orca. And yeah, um, and he he was doing really well. Like As soon as he was comfortable in his tank, he started um, vocalizing more than they had ever heard before. Like he was like trying to talk more and like, you know, just because it's like, if you put someone in a better environment, they're going to thrive. And he right. was thriving. He was doing new behaviors, like spy hopping is what they call it. When a whale just like sticks its head out of the water to kind of peek and then go down, it's a hunting technique. Okay. Um, so Will Keiko started spy hopping for the first time and he was doing um, all of these like, elaborate types of well I think of it as dancing you know I, okay. I'm a romantic at <laughs> heart about Wills, he was, like, doing new flips and jumps and dance moves and he was having a pretty good time um he was stolen from his family in Iceland off of the coast of Reykjavik okay um and like they they someone paid a fisherman like, because Orca's obviously are like, oh, there's a fisherman. There's all these fish. I'm going to go eat these fish. You right. know, like that's right. classic. Yeah. Right. Why, um,
0: why make honey when you could just go steal honey? That's what bees would yeah. do. <laughs>
1: um, but someone paid a fisherman $10,000 to abduct this poor little baby whale when he was two years old. And then by the time he got to Was Oregon, he psyched
0: that he wasn't abducted to have them eat his tongue?
1: <laughs> True true he he was an optimistic man. He
0: was like, well <laughs> i'm trapped in a cage but at least i have a tongue <laughs> right i've been I. but no one to talk to i mean that's that's oh. something like if you were gonna capture if you want to keep orcas right if you want to if you say to yourself i'm gonna be the orca savior of the earth please capture at least 15 of them uh so that they could talk to each other and be a pod or maybe well, or four
1: maybe um Like, if we go to, if we jump to SeaWorld and the whale Tilikum, the whale that, like, ate a trainer, not ate, but killed a trainer. Right. um, The reason why, like, they they abducted whales from all over the the planet and put them all in one tank together. And there was so much aggression because none of these whales spoke the same language, you know, like what I was Ah, talking about before. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, um where was I in the With
0: Keiko? Yeah. Well, Keiko was uh spy hopping. Spy oh yeah. Hopping. He was
1: learning new things. He was thriving and um, they were teaching him to actually fish. Cause like the whole goal of this was to, like, put him, the reason why he went to Newport, Oregon was so that they could like put him in a better place where they can actually rehabilitate him and get him back to his family. That was okay. the entire goal of his life. Wow. Um, And so they started like, teaching him how to hunt by putting shapes up on the glass like just a triangle or a circle and then putting that shape in the water and then he would go and grab that shape and then bring it back to the glass and that was like the first way to activate his brain to be like this is hunting but when they put live fish in the tank he didn't actually recognize them as a source of food oh interesting because he was only used to eating dead fish
0: oh right right that makes sense
1: yeah, so he so did he just
0: of, sort of chat with them and go? He hey. just kind of booped him with his
1: nose.
0: Right, we'd headbutt <laughs> him. He'd be like, "Yeah, what are you like, doing? Are you hey, an are you an animal? Or are you a vegetable? What are you?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't. know why I don't want to eat you. <laughs> right, right. That's so weird. They try to lick at him, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So they, so they never did figure out how to make him hunt. Then,
1: um, not. I mean. I wouldn't say real hunting. I mean, he like, okay, so they took him after a couple of years of rehab and trying to teach him hunting behaviors, they did move him to Reykjavik. They put him in like just this giant, he was in open water for the first time in 30 years or something. And they kind of had like a loose netting around but he had so much territory. And um, they put him in the specific spot in in that part of the ocean, because they wanted to be able to, the, like, that's where the male or the whale migratory patterns were. Like this is like the freeway of the whales, the spot sure. in the water yeah. was, and they wanted to see like if he could hear his family. And uh. um, so they also like like this this part of the the planet is so stormy, um, and they didn't realize that when they said it there they're like oh we have to deal with all of these like 40 foot waves while we're just trying to keep this whale safe they had to deal with like the fury of nature right Um, it was just a massive undertaking and um so the end of Keiko like Keiko or Keiko I'm getting Tillicum and Keiko confused okay so Keiko um he ended up hanging out with other pods of whales a little bit But he never like connected with them. Um, He just kind of like looked at them, you know, like if you took a human being that had been in isolation its entire life and then put it in society, like it put this human being at a shopping mall.
0: I read Tarzan. I know what it's like. (laughs) I totally read Tarzan.
1: Yeah. Tarzan would just be at the shopping mall, like looking and observing. He wouldn't really be like
0: participating. Yeah. He doesn't know that he should go to the you know, Orange Julius. Yeah. There's no, (laughs) yeah, there's no way to, to reintegrate completely. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he would like observe and interact. He didn't really bond with anybody, any, any other pods necessarily, but there was one point near the end of his life where um, he followed a bait ball of herring for 800 miles and ended up in um, I think Norway And um, he just kind of hung out in Norway at the end of his life. He retired in Norway. He retired in Norway
0: and he was allowed to retire. So he must have learned to feed himself somehow, unless they chased uh, after him and threw fish at him.
1: That's, that's, he, he learned to, he survived a lot by um, begging for fish from fishermen. Like, he was kind of like, he was kind of like a, like a gutter punk spare changing for herring.
0: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Doc Martens. Anyway. Yeah. Um, a lot who- of hemp. Wow. <laughs> that's so weird. So he, okay, so how old was he when he died?
1: I think like 50, and he caught a cold. He died from a cold, unfortunately.
0: Uh, that's so weird that they're, okay. that because he's in Norway, uh, and he's in the ocean, which is chilly. Very and, cold. Uh, <laughs> at all times, uh, and more so up in Iceland. So, mm-hmm. um. So he, so how, so what did, how, they obviously had him tagged, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was the, the scientists that were, um,
1: helping him try to reintegrate were near him 24 hours a day in one capacity or another. He was always being tracked
0: for, for um, the, for the, from 93 to whatever, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did so, he die in like 2013? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. Why not? <laughs> That's uh, a fact now. Could have happened. Could have happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I,
1: I remember when he died because um one of my mom's friends came over and she's like, I made a knitting project. And I'm like, Oh, what is it? I was like 17. So it was like, nah, I had to be in my twenties. Okay. <laughs> um, she came over with this knitting project and um it was a casket that she had knit with yarn with it with an orca in it. And then it said, a tisket, a tasket, a
0: a keiko, in a casket. Oh, my God. What a psycho. (laughs) Thank you. And yet, sort of... Crafty? uh, Okay, wait a minute. Died in December of 2003 in Norway. Let me just tell you something about keiko, the killer whale. Um, Orcas are also called killer whales, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Is that right? That makes sense? Yep. Okay. They
1: eat everything.
0: Okay, so... He lived for like a little over a year in in freedom- uh-huh. he died in two thousand three Mhm uh-huh. so um, I thought he lived another um I thought he lived more, so well, I don't know, so I you know, did math without of- all of the information common common <laughs> thing happening on the North <laughs> forest all the time so yeah. so yeah, so let's talk about um. The Florida situation. The Florida C- situation, SeaWorld? like with SeaWorld, SeaWorld um, that was in San Diego, where Tillicum was. Um, okay, or some other place that isn't Florida. <laughs> it I thought is SeaWorld coast. was in Florida. No? There's SeaWorlds, unfortunately, all
1: over. There's okay. SeaWorlds in, like... Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I think. Like, I don't know. I'm there not is sure no SeaWorld.
0: You're from Wisconsin. There was, when I was like in that. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for my... I think I was 16 or 18. It was something that my parents knew that I was crazy. Like, they knew that I was I was crazy animal kid. And we had never had any pets. So, for like... I think it was my 16th birthday. They were like, Hey, there's a new restaurant that has dolphins. In downtown Milwaukee. Oh, God. <laughs> so, essentially... We went and had one of the most disgusting lunches, uh, in what was essentially a swimming po- like next to a swimming pool. It was yeah. super sweaty. It, it had that cute. sort of vibe, and then you would get your salad, and it would be all wilty. Which it's Wisconsin salad anyway. So we're talking iceberg lettuce and winter tomatoes. But um, the whole. I was
1: imagining. For a second, that you were eating the same meal that the dolphins
0: were eating. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been exciting, uh, but it was it was interesting that it was incredibly thoughtful of my parents. And when I say my parents, no way, my dad thought of this. Uh, Myself, <laughs> uh, so it was incredibly thoughtful of them to take me to this. And but you had to be a little kid to actually get to feed the uh, dolphins or anything. Unlike the hippo at the beginning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It felt maybe that's why I felt that when I was, a, when when I was feeding the hippo or maybe it was payback for me never getting to feed the dolphin. Uh, I was like, well, this is a drag. And I was also a teenager. So I probably had a shitty attitude. Sure. Walking into it a much like an adolescent orca where I was like, Oh, I don't get to feed the dolphin. This, 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 birthday sucks when (laughs) the amount of effort and any effort at all for my birthday was kind of above and beyond the call of duty, uh, in my family. So good for them (laughs) for even trying. And, uh, but that's so weird. So wait. Yeah. So there is, there's sea worlds all over the world.
1: All over the country. Yeah. all There's there's horrible. I mean, there's horrible aquatic parks all over the world. Like, um, there was, okay. So Tillicum has a body count of three people um that's he's a serial killer as far as orcas (laughs) and humans are concerned orcas never attack humans in the except for now in spain um but they they're attacking the boat not you know our little meat sack bodies right right. Um, (laughs) yeah so um the first time killicum killed someone was in um vancouver bc no it it was somewhere in canada i can't remember which part um but he, it was the first trainer that he ever worked with. Um, and he was in this horrible Marina land, um, aquatic park and this trainer, um, she was young. Um, she was new and she tripped and he grabbed her ankle and drowned her. And then the other two whales that he lived with, his roommates, um, his, his jail maids i don't know yeah (laughs) prison his prison buddies um they started like swimming around and just like going in circles they were super excited as if to be like yeah get her kill her (laughs) he drowned her in front of an audience of people
0: um wow were they was the audience also like get her
1: I mean, if it happened in 2020, I would say yes. Because bad things
0: right, me. right. That's the worm people who would have been at that show who also <laughs> not thinking of other people's safety. That's the only people that would have been at that show. <laughs> the worst people yeah. of Orange County.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the Kushners were there, for instance. Um, <laughs> so um, he killed that lady and then. Tilikum was especially huge for a whale. Um, he was one of the biggest bulls that SeaWorld ever had. And um, after he killed the lady, that marina closed. That aquatic park decided to close. Oh, and they sold him to SeaWorld. And um, the guys that sold him to SeaWorld were like, oh, he'll have a much better life at SeaWorld. But um, he... So he was moved over there and even though he was gigantic for his species, he was also really shy. And I mean, of course, if, if you're so isolated and alone, you're going to be shy and weird. And he didn't get along with the other whales at SeaWorld. They all picked on him. They raked him with their teeth. He was what? full of Yeah, it's really sad. Um, he was kind of an outcast. And... Um, then like SeaWorld also didn't tell the trainers or their employees that this whale had killed someone before. They hid that from them. What? Yeah, yeah. Did they get a deal um, on, they, this, on this uh, guy? <laughs> Good <laughs> this lord. This damaged whale. Um, I think they paid like a million bucks or something crazy like that wow. for him. Um, but uh, the second time, Tillicum killed is one of my favorite stories that is ever <laughs> this is like when I was researching Tillicum for my own podcast okay. um I was by talking- the way
0: we are talking with Andy Main everyone should know uh, I'm Jackie Cash and I'm talking with Andy Main great stand-up comic has an as an album called Magpie on Blonde Medicine Records she has a podcast called PETA which is uh people who
1: what is it? Enjoying terrible accidents.
0: Right. And it's about animals. And uh and, and she is about to tell us a story about that. And she's also a big supporter of the Comedy Fort, which is a Fort Collins stand-up comedy club, which we all want to work. Okay, go ahead. Please tell me <laughs> about when you started researching Tillamagoo. What was the name of this? Tillicum. Tillicum. T I
1: L L I K U M.
0: Yeah. Got it. Tillamagoo.
1: Uh,
0: that's catchier. <laughs> it is. I should uh, get a job at SeaWorld. No.
1: No. We we could get jobs at the SeaWorld and take it apart from the inside, Jackie.
0: That's it. That's how you do it.
1: That's Antifa SeaWorld. Um, <laughs> so, I'm an auntie. Oh, Antifa. That's adorable. Auntie's I'm a, against fascism. Yeah, I'm an auntie. Anyway. anyway um, So... This, this, uh, the day that I was researching this, I remember so, so vividly just sitting on my couch and I was actually going through a sad moment in my life. I was depressed, I was like just sad. And then I found out this story and it changed my entire day because it's the funniest thing that's ever happened in the history of humanity.
0: (laughs) Which is why you started your podcast, People Enjoying Terrible Accidents. Yes.
1: Um, so there was. This hippie drifter, like a 30-year-old guy. He had long hair. He smelled weird. He he was like a train hopper. Okay. He was kind of like a Charles Manson type of dude. Um, he broke into SeaWorld. He like, I think he like, I I, we don't know how he got in. I'm guessing that he came in during regular park hours and like hid in a bathroom until everything closed. Sure.
0: Um or a bush.
1: Or a bush. Yeah, he was very crusty, so he might (laughs) have been in a bush.
0: He
1: he wanted to have a midnight experience with a whale under the full moon. And of all of the tanks, what a dummy in all of the sea worlds! In all of the world, he found himself, he he stood above Tillicum's tank, (sighs) took his clothes off, and jumped in with Tillicum, the only whale in the history of the world that has ever killed a human before the only orca i should say um and this guy jumps into that whale's tank
0: wow <laughs> wow we should literally find his family and just neuter all of them that is the dumbest <laughs> dude on the planet is this let's get some demographics on this guy how old was he He was like early thirties, white
1: hippie looking dude.
0: Okay. So white male, cis, Mm -hmm. probably straight, uh, hippie looking dude, uh, in his early thirties. Yeah. And what year did this happen? Do you know? Ooh, boy.
1: Um, no idea. I'm guessing between the nineties and the two thousands.
0: Okay. So maybe late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Wow. This guy's dumb. Okay. Yeah what happens jumps into the tank um naked midnight experience with an orca i mean i love orcas but i'm not going to
0: hug one you know <laughs> no 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 yeah. i i i would like i would like to be on a larger than 50 foot boat uh sort of going next to one on an ocean so yeah. it doesn't attack me and i just get to watch it play and jump yeah yeah.
1: Um I'll tell you about my own orc experience after this story which is similar to what you just described. That's um, the best. So the the trainers the next day wake up. They go to work as normal. They're like, "Hey, Tulikum, <laughs> how's it going?" And Tulikum is zooming around his tank in circles with this guy's naked dead body draped over him as if he was a Cowboy riding over. Oh my a horse.
0: god! Like like wearing the skull of your dead foe. Yes. Oh my god. And comes partying. He's like, this is
1: awesome. And uh, if this
0: is what if this is what it takes to for you people to leave me alone, look at this, assholes. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's like Marlon Brando
0: in Apocalypse Now, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> and um. When they got the body off of the whale, they found out that, like, Tillicum ate his dick. That's the only part of this man that was eaten. So Tillicum drowned him and then ate his dick. (laughs) What? That's banana land. What the... (laughs) Think of the precision for this gigantic whale skull to be able to just gently, only.
0: (laughs) Right, a flaccid, receded penis of an adult male. Old penis, yeah. Uh, Testicles as well, or just uh, just the wiener? I'm gonna say both. I'm gonna say he got them all in one. Delicious little bite. i <laughs> oh, crying out loud. That is horrifying. It's amazing. And somehow appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Delightful.
1: Um. So, yeah, that's my favorite thing that's ever happened <laughs> on the planet, ever. It's the coolest thing in the world. Just like, I mean, I can't emphasize enough. This is the only orca that's ever killed someone that we know about. And this guy jumps into that whale's tank. That's just it's amazing. Um so wow. the third person he killed um was during a live show at SeaWorld. Um another live
0: and, show. Yeah, yeah. He He has I mean, a certain he has a certain je ne sais quoi. uh it just—it is flair. It is—it is a performance energy that is—that is really thought out. Okay, so third—third third time's a charm. What? the wait—they <laughs> don't. They're still working this guy. Yeah, still working the working the whale after he kills the hippie. Not only are they working him, they're milking him for his sperm. Oh, good. Wait, not the guy, because that guy's not, sperm is done. Uh, maybe they're anymore. hoping to get that guy's sperm. <laughs> No. Oh no, my let's...
1: God. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were breeding him specifically cause he was the biggest whale there at the park. So <sighs> he had, he sired like 14 other psychopathic whales.
0: <laughs> um, right. Who will one day fight for their freedom in a planet of the apes kind of way. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. Rise up.
1: <laughs> Rise up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm actually doing, I'm, I'm doing a writing project right now where um, I'm taking stories that I've discussed on my podcast and retelling them from the animal's perspective.
0: <laughs> first person. Children's books? Children's books. Um, okay.
1: It's going to be an actual novel of just short stories. Um, and so the first story I did was Tillicum. And I figured out while I was writing him and his character that I'm like, oh, you're Antifa and you're taking down SeaWorld one human
0: at a time like that's <laughs> right he is motivation. against slavery is what he is yeah. He is very much an anti-fascist anti-slave uh yeah he doesn't want any part an of abolitionist <laughs> yes he is uh he's john brown yes. uh or uh now here's what we don't know here here's the story i want you to find the harriet tubman find the harriet tubman of the whales the one that's oh. getting them out anyway oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah um I guess you could say
1: that the humans that helped um Keiko get to Those are the
0: abolitionists. Yeah. 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 So Keiko, uh Till, Tillamookan is uh Tillamagoo, <laughs> whatever his name is <laughs> Tillamagoo is uh he's he's uh the guy who was the I can't remember his name but not Nat Turner but uh was the guy of, of the in it wasn't Haiti Dominican Republic whatever did a slave uprising. Oh yeah um, yeah yeah. And um, so that's who Tillamook is. I
1: have the statue visualized in my head that, that signifies that. Sure.
0: Maybe. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm almost completely done with statues. So I'm going <laughs> to digress. The statuing <laughs> of people, we could wrap it up at any time. Uh, only if yeah, Joe I Biden... I don't think they're even a current art form, are they? Like, no one's making new statues. <laughs> I don't... I know that there's sculpture happening. Mm-hmm. So sculpture makes me think that there are statues happening. We don't know. We don't know. So all I know is that if Joe Biden turns into another FDR, that's the next statue I want. Okay. Okay. So, but he's, uh, I don't know that he'll rise to the occasion. Uh, I don't think uh, so. so. It's Joe Biden. (laughs) But Joe Biden, I mean, he's incredibly competent. And it might be exactly what we need for four years. (laughs) Just someone to dig us out of this hole. Someone who has chains on his tires, and uh, and one of those hitches on the back of his car, so he can sort of drag <laughs> us out of the swamp. Anyway, so uh, here's the thing: third guy that uh Mangu killed.
1: Oh yeah, she was a trainer, um, and she she okay. So the theory is that like when you're train when you're working with a whale, you you have like a whistle and you have a bucket of fish. And the whistle is in instructing the whale to do an action, a performance. Um, and Tillicum missed a signal that she had given him. He didn't realize it, uh, cause he missed it. And then it, he performed the behavior that he should have been rewarded with, which, which was just going around the tank um, on his side. So his dorsal fin was in the air, kind of like waving at everybody. That was what he was, that's what he was doing. And then he missed some beat or some action. And so she withheld fish from him. And then it pissed him off because in his mind, he's like, I did what you told me to do. Now give me my damn fish. And um, he grabbed her and drowned her in front of children and other humans. It turns out entitlement.
0: Entitlement is real. Entitlement is real. And uh, the male of the species, uh, I feel like... Tillamagoo, maybe Senate floor zip-tie handcuffs. Uh, Wait, we went from him being an abolitionist to an insurrectionist? <laughs> Jackie, no. He was abused. Right. He is, he is the victim in this story. You're correct. He is not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's true. He was just like, I did my job. I'm supposed to get my bonus. Yeah. Please, uh, please pony up. And so... He'd, he was having a general strike as if he was in the IWW. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And so then did he just leap at her and drag her under? Um, I he grabbed her by her ankle. So she's she, a he's a big ankle biter, this guy.
1: Yeah, he's a big old ankle biter. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh and he she like she kind of went up for air and then he grabbed her and drowned her again. He played with her kinda of like a cat. Um playing with a bird and he, he enjoyed it.
0: Um, and then did he go around and around with her draped over his head? Like he did with the hippie. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Really I would have. Wish. Was it captured on film? Is there yeah, a stuff film of her, of her being yeah. killed?
1: Yeah. It's on the, it's in the documentary blackfish.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. And oh,
1: that's um, right. There was
0: that documentary about, uh, about sea world essentially. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, that documentary's response, the reason why SeaWorld no longer has a captive breeding program. Um, they aren't acquiring any new marine mammals. Okay. Um, uh, they're letting the whales that live there die, not die off. And then they're not ever going to have any more orcas again. And it's because of the public pressure that the documentary Blackfish put on them. Okay. Uh, so that's really cool. And, um, the saddest thing about like the existence of these orcas, one of the saddest things is that in the wild, you know, we said they live up to 90 years, but in these tanks, they only live like 30 or 40 years because their quality of life is so diminished.
0: Right. And do they, do they mostly have male orcas or do they have both males it's, and it's females? A mix. It's a mix. Yeah, it's just Hence a the breeding pro- mix. Pro- program. Yeah. Um, so what other, there are no other whales in captivity, are there?
1: There's beluga whales. Um but those are those are also porpoises too. Um
0: Okay. Yeah. And yeah. we're just where we captured them for caviar? What's happening?
1: Ooh, I don't know what we're capturing them for. I unfortunately I, I feel gross saying this, but I've seen beluga's in a tank in Vancouver, BC once.
0: Okay. Uh ever have you ever been to the Monterey Aquarium in I California? Have. Yeah. Um they're doing their darndest to have it's an aquarium. It's not yeah. a it's not a hey perform for fish kind of situation. It's a it's a fish zoo. Yeah. And um the whole thing about the fish zoo and I have a bit about it is that um I don't want to are they stingrays? No, they're not stingrays. They're the things you could pet. Oh, yeah, they are stingrays. They're stingrays. Yeah. That's uh I did it once and then I thought how would I feel if a hand <laughs> came out of the sky and just started patting me on the top of my head? And I have since been like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing this. And the thing about the Monterey aquarium is how beautiful it was and how fascinating the, the there's, I've been to two amazing aquariums and I just, I wonder about the ethics of aquariums, you know, uh-huh. there's, I think the Monterey one is trying very hard to be ethical
1: Mm-hmm. and also
0: help these animals not be murdered in the wild mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then the other one was at the mall of america Ooh, I, you I know def- that's not going to be a good aquarium <laughs> yeah I, I i question the motives uh underneath the three gaps that it is underneath so you know it's
1: a nice environment for an animal because after a long day of swimming in a circle it can observe people drinking orange julius right who
0: doesn't want to see uh what's happening at the david busters later in the day
1: (laughs) it's a very stimulating environment when you think about it
0: (laughs) yeah there's a tunnel you can go through at the at at the mall of america and that and the the fish and the, and the the animals there's, they have sharks Mm -hmm. where uh, they come and then they, they go over the hump. And so you can see them come right at you. So it's, I mean, it's pretty cool, but it can't be a good life. But um, I do wonder about like the Monterey one where I know that I know that the part of their thing is to stop the Mm -hmm. extinction of these animals. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that I've pondered this entire ethical quandary. I've pondered it, my entire life as an animal lover like and as someone that wants to see animals do i go to a zoo to see it like is it an ethical zoo is it ethical is any zoo period ethical like because these animals are existing for humans entertainment so ultimately that's not ethical but also like it's part of conservation to have to trap an animal and show it to children i don't know why well it
0: sort of pays for itself yeah you know but the what the 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 heart behind it is to make sure that that there's still another kind of that animal you know
1: yeah for like Um, every elephant in a zoo hopefully there's like 30 in the wild i don't know
0: right right and i will say that um that i did go to the wildlife park in san diego once Uh and that was amazing Uh now it, it felt like it was big enough and there were fences in between like where the lions are being kept and where the zebras are being kept, which felt rude because they were next to each other. That's uh, horrible! Except for the fact that, because they feed them, they don't have to hunt the zebras.
1: Yeah. And but the it's zebras. Still like, it's still like if you put me in a cage next to a cage full of all of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same emotionally speaking. <laughs> 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 and they're uh, all just telling me why they don't love me. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Too funny. Oh my
1: god. Um, so I have seen orcas in the wild, and this was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, we went on a boat. It was like there were two. There were there were two sections on the boat. You can go upstairs and downstairs. Okay. It was. I'm guessing 60 feet long and it was on the coast between Washington and Vancouver, BC. Okay. Um, And and on this trip, um, by the way, right behind me, right behind my curly hair is a painting I did of humpback whales.
0: Oh, very nice. (laughs) Yeah, Acrylics?
1: uh, Oil, as a matter of fact. Thank you very much. Um, I've got three paintings of whales in my house. I can't acquire any anymore <laughs> or else it's going to look real weird. Um, but we got to see humpbacks, which is my favorite whale, um, aside oh. from Porcas. Right. Um, I even have a tattoo of a humpback here on my bicep. Right, um, sure you do.
0: That's super that's blue. A, that's all I can see. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I can see him. There he is. And then you're clearly wearing a Make America Great t-shirt. What's that all about? Um,
1: well,
0: Trump's got a gun in his mouth. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A lot of, lot of political, a lot of political going on. But it has to because it's whale talk. Hello and welcome to Whale Talk with uh, Andy Main, you guys. We're talking about orcas. They're actually For a sure. dolphin. And uh, and so uh, Andy Main, by the way, A-N-D-I-E-M-A-I-N, it's at Andy Main on all the things the Twitter On and the whatnot.
1: Instagrams and the Twitters. Right. Yeah.
0: Andy Main has a hyphen in it for Venmo. If you were to want to send her a cup of coffee, you'd knock yourself... Andy-Main. Yep. Don't don't hold yourself back. Don't feel like you, could, you she, she would somehow be offended. Anyway, other than that, she has a podcast called uh, The PETA Podcast, which is people enjoying terrible accidents. And uh, uh, she likes the Comedy Fort over in Fort Collins and has an album called Magpie of stand-up comedy. So you should uh, uh, check all that out. And now... To Tell me about your whale watching.
1: Oh, um, so we got to see. We're at an hour.
0: Just so you know.
1: (laughs) We're wrapping it up with a story about live whales outside, which I think is a beautiful way to end this tale. Yes. Um, Yes. So I got to see um, humpbacks, which, like, I screamed, Jackie. Like, everyone else is just like, oh, that's cool. It's a whale. I screamed like a little girl in the 60s (laughs) watching the Beatles. (laughs) I was like, ah! um, and then um, we, got, we we found a pod of orcas. And just the coolest part of this whole trip is like, you know, when you're on the open ocean and the boat's not moving, you're just you know stalling in the water, and you feel like that rhythm of the sea, you know, just that natural sure. rhythm, and you get used to it. Um, the biggest whale from that pod of whales swam under the boat. And it changed the way that the rhythm of the ocean for us to experience worked. Like Mm -hmm. he changed it with his body where like the boat stopped moving in the way that we wanted it, that we were used to it moving.
0: Right. And the boat you were on was like a 50, 60 foot boat, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, we just got to see this giant whale under a boat come out the other side. And I cried. It was the best moment. I loved it. I loved it so much.
0: I have swam with whale sharks. Mm-hmm. accidentally uh though in the joke I talk about swimming with dolphins because it's less words than whale shark sure and then uh, I have gone on several whale watches I always enjoy a whale watch I will chase a whale i will chase a whale and look at it <laughs> and i feel it less intrusive than petting a stingray so uh <laughs> i I know you guys are busy I know you guys are i know you guys are hunting or busy or trying to do so can i just can we just hang hang just wanna oh no. Oh, you're good. Okay. And then, cause the thing is they can go faster than whatever whale watching boat I've been on. Yeah. I've only seen whales twice. I've probably been on four whale watches. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I've, I've only not seen them once. And it was because a storm came up out of nowhere off the Oregon coast, the nor'wester storm.
0: The first whale watch I went on, which has made me fall in love with whale watches was in Cape Cod. And there was uh, a whale with its baby. And I don't know what kind of whale it was, but we, but they wow. rubbed against our boat. The baby rubbed against the boat to wipe barnacles off or something.
1: Oh, it needed to scratch its head. Yeah. Much like you were talking about with the stingrays. I think the thing about whale watching that's really funny is imagining me sitting down at my table about to eat lunch <laughs> and, and then a bunch of beings coming over me like, oh my God, she's eating lunch. Like that's what we're doing to them. <laughs>
0: You are correct. Uh, I will say this, Andy Main. This has been a delightful hour. You shouting it. into the internet uh, with your laptop. Hopefully the audio will work. Rangers, you get it. We're doing our best. We're in a pandemic. We're in anyway, a pandemic. You get it. And, but Andy Main, follow her on all the things. It's in the notes. Uh, buy the album. Listen to her podcast. Super fun. And thank you so much for doing the show, Andy.
1: That was one of my favorite favorite hours of my
0: whole life thank you so much (laughs) and rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a mexican hat dance and it sounds like a mexican hat dance it's most likely a mexican hat dance so take off your hat and let's dance yay oh my god we why don't we just call that as the end of the show